0: This podcast is distributed for general informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to constitute legal, tax, accounting, or investment advice. The information, opinions, and views contained herein are our own and may be subject to change at any time without prior notice. All investment strategies and investment involve risk of loss. Any reference in investment past or potential performance is not and should not be construed as a recommendation or as a guarantee of any specific outcome or profit. everybody, welcome to Venue Ventures. It is the uh, Jeremy Wynn and Nate Harper <laughs> show uh, to start this off again. It's been a couple weeks and I know you guys have been missing us. So yeah. we're just going to ramble about a bunch of
1: uh, random stuff. Well, nothing's happened in the last two weeks. So that's always, that's the good news, right? Nothing
0: right. has happened. No, not not uh, GME, you know, AMC. the Wall, S- <laughs> Wall Street Bets crew. I mean, that <laughs> stuff's been insane. I, I,
1: I caught a little bit of that with the uh, NAKD naked the Naked Holdings. Yeah, you did. Uh, well, that was one that I think you had posted a, wh- a long time ago. Well, I, I bought back in November. You're like, oh, it's time to buy. Mm. And and so I bought. And then I think I sold half of it the next day because it jumped right after you said buy, which is your your picks on everything. You They always jump <laughs> right after you buy them. Because I'm a short-term guy. I'm not yeah. a long-term guy. It's almost, you can almost guarantee if Nate says to pick it up, pick it up right then. And then from there, you're looking at either an easy doubling within the first 24 hours <laughs> or a tripling. Well, it, it, those it's, are
0: the only options. It never goes down. Always up. If only. <laughs> this is one that I, I posted in a Discord to you. Um, Spectrum Global Solutions. And you know what we're going to do today? We're going to find out what this is because every time <laughs> I post it, I'm like, guess what? I have no clue what this is, what they do. I don't know their financials. Nothing. But guess what? I bought this. Son of a, and it's off the penny pile. Yeah, I just I do not even know how I found it. I was like uh, uh, what was it again? I, S- I don't even know S-GSI. the name yeah. Spectrum Go- Global Solutions. They
1: probably did said something about blockchain no. or um, It was well usually those are the key indicators for them to shoot upwards.
0: Well something uh, something came through on my um, my personal Twitter account, which I never use. Oh. I was just I have it up on my on my tweet deck. It's a communications I, company. That's why. You
1: you're big into the <laughs> communication companies. Those
0: are your <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see let's see oh you know what I do remember a little bit I think it's I think they have something to do with 5G
1: oh probably you know so they
0: cause COVID uh, I think that was right Ooh. oh great I probably can't say it on the pocket that was a joke <laughs> that was a joke sorry yeah. I do not believe 5G causes COVID but hey, some yeah, people do who knows uh, oh there you go so alright it's a, um, I, I think it was something about 5G um, they're obviously they're, they were tiny little they were below 10, below a penny? No, below 10 cents. So I bought, I think, my average was in right around 10-ish cents or something like that. And then, uh, like you said, it literally blew up, like, within a day or two.
1: Whenever you say buy, it's time to buy. And then from there, you just kind of debate whether or not you want to double or triple your money after after Nate says buy.
0: Well, something like this, I sold half. Like, as soon as it, yeah. as soon as it doubled, I just sold half. Of it just let the rest ride. I think it's up 350-ish percent from when I got in, so...
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's basically the play that I did with 400%. Naked. Uh was the you said buy time and so then the next day it went up and so I sold uh half of it and basically covered my expenditures uh for, for entry and then I was like, Well, oh, let's see how this thing goes and then, you know, it promptly uh did a little dance and then
0: Well there's this thing yeah. I, nobody <laughs> could sell up here, right? Wasn't yeah, this this I is c- when everything was in. like Yeah. I, this is the thing that kills me. So the whole situation and i'm sure everybody's heard it a million times but uh you know they get they come in and they're pushing up the stocks however they're yeah. doing it whether they're it's a pump and dump whether they're trying to screw the short sellers um but in a situation like this somebody who bought it beforehand had nothing to do with the pump and dump yeah is in it and is looking to take profit but could not one either get into their uh exchange i know i've i tried i had robin hood charles schwab and Fidelity, one morning, uh, trying to get into some stuff, and I couldn't get into any of them. Yeah, Fidelity came up the quickest. Yep. and then Schwab, and then Robin Hood, you know, limps along in the background. But you mine was an Ally, yeah. yeah.
1: So Ally had it was after all those other ones got their the hamster wheels moving along that they were able to. That Ally finally got their acting gear, and it was you know I I sold it at market sale. A few of them, I I think I. It wasn't my whole r- remaining of the holdings. I think I sold a quarter of my holdings. Do you still own some of it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I still own. And I, I'll continue to own, own it just because forever. of fact. Forever. Forever, I want to see how high it's going to go. I want to see if it's something that, that can go up to a larger number than where it's at. But I've already made, I, I don't know, a, a lot more than what I would normally make on a typical holding. Yeah. And so if I, I was in at 0. .1478 was where my entry point was. <laughs> and so I sold market sold a quarter of my remaining holdings that I had after I sold the half. So I don't know what the fractional holdership is. But anyways, sold a quarter of the remaining once I could gain access through Ally at a buck forty two. And and that was just market sell. And then from there I just basically have um, limit sales or stop yeah, you, you know yeah, stop loss. Stop loss sales. Uh, set out to higher points that are situated there that way if Oh, you I, have
0: you have take profits yeah well you have them up know. higher or down lower no, up higher those are take profits i'm gonna my take down profits lower are, is a stop loss i don't i don't, don't you're set stopping, stop losses because you're stopping your loss there's no losses it, right now i'm already only, up only like lose a, when you sell you right? only
1: lose <laughs> when you sell baby <laughs> so it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna set this up so if, I, if it goes on one another one of these runs and i don't have access those sell orders are in place hopefully now i did get a notice from ally uh, the day after, or when you couldn't gain access, they had erased all those good till cancel. Um, really? Yeah. They, they put out a notice saying all good to cancel notice or sells are eliminated off their books. And that was the day after,
0: Oh my gosh,
1: it was like the 26th, I want to say, or 27th. It was one of those days there where they had put that notice on their investment site on ally. Now I don't know if that transferred over to Robinhood or to well, your accounts, but for ally at least. If you had put in a good till cancel prior to that, they they wiped those off the books. So you got to go back in and you got to reset those and that type of stuff. So
0: I think part of that was in response to how the craziness that was. Well, let's, let's look at GME. I mean, I know uh, Robinhood, I mean, there was rumors. I don't know exactly what they did because I, I wasn't in on GME or anything along those lines. So I didn't get anything outside of the fact that I heard that they were limiting the amount of stocks you can buy. Mm. Uh, and then they also took the ability to buy them at all away for a little bit and you can only sell them which what does that can do with the price you can only sell something <laughs> oh i don't know it's gonna, gonna go, go down. down so i mean you can see this epic drop this is in a week time frame uh let's look at on the daily can you see the more a little more of the action yeah uh, it's got quite a bit of buy yeah buy is gonna, coming in right now which is interesting um, it's
1: people that hold on to the idea that it's still something that is gonna go on and well, there's gonna be those li- those people that continually try to keep it going and keep the run r- going, right? I mean the people that read a blog that says, oh don't believe what you're hearing, it's still good because it yeah keeps well, are the, they
0: are they going to keep it going? I d-
1: how can they? I mean, with any of these, you got to look at eventually it's going to come down to there's foolishness that's involved with thinking that the fundamentals don't matter.
0: right a hundred percent well i'd argue the fact that fundamentals don't matter in a lot of things i mean if you look into it uh, i mean sgsi i mean look i like fundamentals for certain holdings of mine like obviously
1: that's true i it comes back to i guess the mindset of where you're at if you're looking to hold it for a shorter time frame or a longer time frame well longer time frame obviously fundamentals would matter in that regard
0: well in GameStop, in all honesty they were. I don't think they had any debt or very little if they did. I mean, that was why I traded them a long time ago back in the summer. Was I mean, they were a debt-free company. They, had, they were kind of putting in a little bit of a bottom. They had some different ideas that they were coming out to change the way that they operated. And I was like, well, oh, you know, there's some decent fundamentals. And then the trade was looking good, too, on the technical side. So, I mean, there's definitely fundamentals that go into it. But, I mean... I mean, is it we, something
1: that's sustainable above 20 billion dollars no, for a company I mean, that this produces had, generates
0: this had nothing to do with fundamental fundamentals whatsoever.
1: No. This was a this was a short sale of or a short squeeze on on trying to get back at the big man but I, I in all honesty I don't know how much they really got back at the big man because all those hedge funds is that their own money that they're using for no. for these That's it, why
0: they were leveraged over like Yeah, but
1: even if uh, going beyond that, those people that go and and give their money to hedge funds, uh, the majority of the money that these hedge funds are playing with isn't their own personal money. It's not like,
0: well, it wasn't even investor money. It was like loans for investor money, right? uh, Well, I mean, banks like they were from what I understand as part of this, they were using leverage like you or I would use leverage because they had investor money. You know, they had X amount of dollars in investor money, which then banks will say, oh, we'll loan you. X amount of money for whatever. So I think from there, they what they did is is they leveraged that into a lot of these shorts and whatever was going on. So they were over leveraged, which at that point in time, now, you're, now you have your client's money. And then you have all this leverage that's going out there. And if it keeps coming down, you have to be able to pay the piper because th- there's interest payments on it. There's uh, the fact that you're you know coming to a margin call. You don't have enough to cover whatever you're out. And I, th- I read some absurd, I don't know the exact number absurd amount that they were 300 percent leveraged over mm. on this uh, something crazy so it's like you know part of me is and it was a naked short yeah. on, a, on a company that was already depressed down by like however much where are you going with this yeah you know but the movement of it i can get behind because you look at these b- these hedge funds and banks everybody got bailed out before and, you know, they were the ones causing this, you know, the, the big short type of situation in 2008, right. They, they did the same thing, but they got bailed out, right. Mm-hmm. Nobody else gets bailed out. I'm not going to get bailed out if I over leverage myself and I'm all of a sudden, you know, help me, help me. I can't pay the interest payment on it. You know? <laughs> like, come on. Well,
1: I guess there's there, that brings up another then good point of if you are going to be investing with leverage, you got to be able to, yeah, you got to be able to understand that it y- could go to zero in, And it might, you might be over leveraged. And is that possible with, with some movements that are out there? Most definitely. It just depends on, are you going on a margin account or are you
0: going off of the actual cash in, in account that you have? And it's managing it, you know? So take, you know, if you have to take the loss, take the loss. You have to look at what's going on. Like they were, they were so underwater in this trade. Mm -hmm. Like they have to, I mean, they, I mean, they were short down here, you know, at five bucks, you know? So, where are they at? What are they doing? I don't know i I don't know the insides of it. I just know it's a f- it was a funky deal
1: it is it and the whole deal- look at the volume decrease
0: <laughs> yeah well, you usually see that after the big sells come through like this like these huge i mean this uh, this was you know giant volume, and then these days the volume's so low, but it, all you can do is sell or buy one stock of it hmm. per person like that's what I know Robin had limited it to so.
1: Well, and then I got a notice yesterday from Robinhood saying that, oh, well, we aren't uh, re- we aren't restricting your sales. Uh, are you pulling up the email now uh, from Robinhood?
0: Yeah, I, I have it on on mine well, too.
1: I found it quite comical because they're trying to save face in the in the grand scheme of things, and the fact that they aren't uh, like all the other places that are out there, and in, in actuality, they are. They're 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 the they're the hand. You know, they're they're part of the machine that is out there that everybody's rallying against.
0: I'll just pull it up on here. Oh, okay. I don't have a lot in Robin Hood, so it's not like I'm hey, I need to do opening that. up my Komodo to everybody. <laughs> kimono. My Komodo Dragon. Your kimono. <laughs> <laughs> my Komodo is under my kimono. Hey, that that's a lot. There's nothing well, wrong. This is okay, so I took what I, I took I put a thousand or eleven 1, hundred bucks in there. Or a thousand in there. Because we have the uh I'll pull it up on here. We have our yearly picks for oh. the for the Discord. Yeah. So I just went on Robinhood and I bought one of, I, well, I bought $100 worth of all of them. Yeah. I had a little extra left over. And so I was like, ah, I'll just buy Doge. <laughs> Dogey. Well, well, Doge went up a boatload. I sold it and then I bought back in a little bit lower. So I'm I'm up a decent amount. I mean, the actual, um, I think I posted it yesterday. The, the yearly picks for the Discord's up like 60 some odd percent for it's the really month of good. January. Which was pretty good. So. Hey, the, um,
1: when you get a whole bunch of crazy minds like ours together, we might be able to produce something good, you know? Yeah. I mean, and there's some
0: really good ones. There's only three that were down for the month, and there's a couple that were over-doubled. One was 200-some-odd and some odd percent, one was just over 100, and a lot were in the 90s. So,
1: Well, and the operative word there is after a month. I mean, Yeah,
0: one month, 60-some-odd hey. percent in a month.
1: Yeah. So can you really be too upset about something being behind or being up so much? Yeah after the year is up, you're going to have a, a better measuring stick. And even then <laughs> it, overall success after a year is not necessarily determined by, you know, how much it went oh. up in the first month or how. Yeah.
0: So, and then on my personal side, cause I ship was mine. I sold half of my ship once it doubled. And so I'm just sitting on the rest of it, letting it go. So, but I didn't do that in here. This is a, the buy and hold theory for the year to see what happens. Right. So, oh, so geez, here's the interesting, this is the, uh, email from Robinhood. Um, Changes due to ongoing market volatility. Uh, Opening new positions in the security listed in the table below is currently allowed, but limited. For more context about the decision to not limit these securities, read our blog, blah, blah, blah. But they have AMC, EXPR. I don't even know what that one is. GME, Naked, and Nokia. Nokia. So, EXPR. I don't even know what that is. It was was Express. Uh, It was one of the ones. Oh, is this the one that I'm in? I don't know. Is this the one that we're in with Harwin? No, BB. No, 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 no. Uh, that I bought beforehand. We have the option in it, the Express. I don't think it's this one. No, no, no that's in Harwin. Spra. It's
1: it's BB that. That yeah, well the BB oh. one,
0: but uh, we also had a um, Express spas or whatever it was. Oh, so I don't. That know. one was different. Whatever. Anyways, well, I'm moving along. So AMC, they <laughs> they've upped this by the way. This changed because GME. You can now buy 100 shares. Um, it used to be one share, so they've they've increased it. So,
1: well, and thus the price is increasing. Imagine
0: that, you know. Weird, it is. So what they did is they allowed the, all the cells to come down, so these hedge funds can then exit their positions with minimal loss, yeah, or whatever they needed to do to get out. And yeah, it, I mean that's bullshit.
1: Well, and you look at it, you know, does it change anything for for a dumb trader like me? Because I'm I'm not i told you last week i think i wrote it on on the whole deal when naked was going up i it makes me uncomfortable
0: yeah you were like my hands are sweating i don't know what to do here I,
1: i've never been involved <laughs> with something like this i mean you've been involved a lot of times in stuff like this a lot of other people have i don't know how to handle myself if it goes up more than 50 percent in a day and it was up like a hundred and some it was going up, it was ridiculous 400 percent in a day oh. it was stupid I, I couldn't handle that type of growth because it's unsustainable growth in my mind
0: it was ridiculous
1: and and it went back to what we were looking at for the for last week you know as as we look at the markets as a whole over the last couple of weeks the over-exuberance that we've seen with the commitment to GME AMC all these other ones that were listed on the Robinhood stock or Robinhood exchange it's it's unsustainable growth for all of those companies as a whole yeah. but then what you had was if you looked at all the indexes, so your your S and P and your uh NASDAQ and your Dow from the start of the year until, you know, three weeks in, I was looking just over, over my few holdings that I have, uh the the amount of increase that they had for that time frame was just unsustainable for that short a time.
0: Well, that's this is the DAC. It's up five percent for the year. Yeah. For, for the, the year. For the, wish uh, we should say the month.
1: For the month. Yeah. And so you talk about those types of, uh, that type of growth. It, it's unsustainable. I think, you know, I was calling for, for a pullback of, you know, that 5%. Um, well, we
0: went back and touched the yearly open, basically. Yeah. Well, not quite. The yearly open was down there. But, so I guess for the year, we're up 7%.
1: Which was unbelievable. Oh. And, and you go up to the top of that wick there, the, uh, yeah.
0: 8%?
1: For a month. I, on a, on an index like that, y- yes, you can see that type of growth in a tech tech field over it, – it's just not sustainable. Uh, not that, for the entire index. Though. Not for the, the entire, entire index, index.
0: That means you're talking about – I mean, and granted, you have – I don't know what the number is now, but a small amount of large companies are the biggest portion of the uh, increase in those. But regardless of the way you look at it, that's recur- incredible growth from there. And that's not even – I mean – Stimulus? This was doing it before the stimulus came through.
1: Well, you look down there on the on the bottom right hand corner. You got forty three percent for a year for the Nasdaq. Uh, six month is twenty four percent. So one year, forty three percent. That includes yeah. that encompasses a major black swan event.
0: Uh, right. I mean, with we, we. I mean, we covered this before. But yeah. in March, what was our drop? A lot. <laughs> I can't even look. On this one. Where are we at? Oh, that's December. What year were we? What year are we now? Oh, it's not even on your screen there. There you oh, go. Oh, Here we go. That's why I'm like, where am I at? I was on the daily. I thought I was still on the weekly. Yeah, thirty, thirty-two percent. But what I'm, what I'm getting at is that these types of huge
1: growth, it, it's unsustainable in, for a short-term time frame. So the, the seven, eight percent that we saw in less than a month, that's not sustainable for a year-long time frame. No. If you look at it, a more manageable amount, I would venture to say, would be in that 20 to 30% on a heavy growth year where we're going to be getting stimulus and a lot of money that's pumping into the system like what we had post-COVID. You can look and see that 30, 40% in a year, but typical would be that 10, 15, maybe 20 on a good year. But to have 8% happen in a month, you're going to have that reaction or that pullback that happened.
0: Yeah, but look how it reacted. I mean, that's in two days. Well, and, it's and almost we almost cut it all back in two days. So how does that make it? I mean, you're getting some you're g- getting some of that pressure off and you're, you know, relieving some some of the overextension by bringing this down. But it's still overextended. I mean, you can look at this is one of the reasons why I like the Ichi cloud is you can see this gap in between here and in the, the cloud. I mean, that's and it's riding it. It's just keeping that same trend. So everything's looking pretty. You got to keep going as long as it stays up and above those. I would start to worry once you get these the cross of the uh, the conversion in the baseline, or the Tenkin and the kijun is what they're originally called. Uh, if they cross, just I mean that looks like you're kind of come sideways. Then you might see some more downside. Then you might see that ten percent, 20 percent drop. Which I look even hey. you get something like that, that's. Buy an opportunity. <laughs> well, and it's needed, dude. I mean, it, yeah, it's so so. But we might not Polish. get it.
1: I mean, they're talking, you know, coming to a compromise, pushing through overall stimulus, it, the amounts of money that they're looking to print and, and keep going into the system. Right now, yeah. you can't really. We're going to have these these uh, quick responses that happen, like what we saw at the uh, last week, and then and then the, basically, I guess, the recovery. We we haven't quite gone back up to the top, but it happens throughout the time frame, so it's not. Losing your mind. If you've got a good entry point for it, then you're then you're sitting pretty good. But I just I'm wondering what the sustainability is past past a certain time frame. I've been reading, uh, trying to read some books, you know, because I'm I'm definitely not the most knowledgeable when it comes to investing or anything like that, because my simplicity mindset that I have is. It's probably more along the lines of uh, Jack boggle or um, you know where you get the the Vanguard funds and you just oh, buy yeah. those and mm-hmm. you and you timed to an index and, and over the long term you're gonna do really well uh, so I've got that book that I'm reading on it and it probably matches up really well with what I think uh, and and those index funds are, are typically something that are low low fees but they do really well and I but I, I like to be in more of a leveraged index fund, so something yeah. that, that yeah. gives you like a 3x uh, or a 2x on on those indexes because if the indexes as a whole are going to be continually going up, then your index funds as a whole are going to be going up by the, the amount of that leverage that's, that's utilized for them. Uh, but you also have to keep in mind that you lose money when you sell. So the key is to not sell, right? So.
0: Well, you only lose or gain money when you sell, right? Yeah. I mean, if you don't the sell... The A-
1: AUM changes is basically the amount under management changes over time. Yeah. Uh, but then also the compounding of the amount under management happens over time without the sell or without the sell event happening.
0: Yeah. I think uh, in terms of AUM, when I do it on my personal side, I, key, I consider my AUM everything. Yes. So not just my crypto, not just my stocks, but I, my... My property, my cash, oh. my all that stuff. Cause those are all my assets. Cash is my asset too. Like there's, there's times when cash is, you know, cash can be king. It's not now. No. But there's times where cash is going to be, or something along those lines is going to be something good to put it into. I don't believe it's now. It's like you said, we just got too much stuff going on. Too much, too much money. Well,
1: do you, that. for yourself personally, do you track all those investments, all those everything um, on like a spreadsheet? Do you keep track of it daily? I, Cause I know for myself, I, I keep, but it's it's primarily the investments of uh, either stocks or uh, the limited crypto that I have or option calls. Option. So for the limited crypto that I have and for the options calls, I can't keep track of that on my personal capital. Personal capital can keep track of just about everything else. For those people that like to keep track of their cash or their bank mm-hmm. account holdings, it can keep track of that uh, in addition to whatever type of securities that you would have, normally traded securities right. outside of options. Um, but I have a, um, a Google sheets or Google docs that I keep track of everything going back to 2020 and I can look at it on a daily basis. And then I get my percentages on a weekly basis, what I'm up or down, where I started at at the start of the year, what the overall tracking is, how far it went down, how far it goes up or where it's at just to give my, give myself an overall perspective because perspective is always interesting on a bad day. I can look at, okay, well, where was I at three weeks ago? Is this really that bad of a thing is, is, uh, the Nasdaq dipping below 13K a bad thing? Um, well, in the grand scheme of things, no, because you know two months ago it was in 11K or right. whatever, and and the overall affected holdings that I had then were, I thought were really good, but I didn't know how good they could have been, you know, it, forecasting into the future type of thing. So keeping that all in perspective, is that something that you keep track of personally on a spreadsheet, or is it just more or less spreadsheet?
0: You have a I spreadsheet, do, but it's it's not very. Uh I don't try to go too deep in it. It's mainly like what I have, what it's worth, and you know, the hardest one to do for me is my crypto. Because I've been, especially this last probably month, I've just been trading in and out of different altcoins and uh, it's been awesome, but there's been a lot. So I don't try to post down every trade because ultimately what I'm gonna do, I have a software for my crypto that I'll just upload all my trades into. And it will spit out like, hey, you owe 10 gajillion dollars in taxes, <laughs> even though you only made a dollar. Yeah. So so for me, I just want to see the overall encompassing scope from the top view yep. looking down of like, hey, you know, here's where you're at. I know where I started from. Yeah. You know, so it's like now you're here. Uh, but I do. I keep everything on there, including my my real estate properties that I have. Yeah. Well, one, one. Yeah. One house. Uh, well,
1: and that, I think that's good. I usually do it every day at around that one to two o'clock time frame. It it provides you know. Oh, you look do it cool. every day. Yeah, every day. I keep I keep it literally on a day. I could go back to any day in 2020 and and see exactly how much I had under so management. So you
0: so you make a new spreadsheet every day.
1: No, 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 not a spread. I just
0: put the total. So like if you add, okay, so you're like okay today I was at a hundred dollars and then the next tomorrow, day one hundred twenty.
1: And then next day, oh, I earn okay, two, okay, and okay. then it goes down to, oh, I'm down to 98. Oh, I'm down to 97. And then I track on that week. Well, how much was I up or down for that week? Gotcha. So if it goes up 6%, then I have that over on the side. And then I look at, well, how much is it for the month or how much is it for the year? Yeah. That percentage. Yeah. And those are things that I track on a daily basis just to kind of give me perspective on, on the overall, it, 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 it calms me a bit. Yeah, it provides me some satisfaction in knowing because, you know, because when you bring in money off the sidelines, I don't track my savings as a part of it. And I don't track my real estate as a part of it, because um, those are numbers that if I have savings, it's typically I don't like to count that as investments. It doesn't become investment type of stuff for me until Mm -hmm. I move it into an account that that I put either into a security or an option or, or some type of tradable thing. And for my real estate, I'm not looking to, uh, buy and sell my house currently. I'm looking to live in my house for a long time. I have locked in for a nice rate and everything like that. And I know that, um, the goal for me is to, to stay in that location for as long as I can right? type of thing. And so that's where I, that's where my tracking comes down to in that regard. Now, certainly personal capital provides me with some background or some, uh, basis on the daily changes. And it's my one go-to source for saying, okay, I have 500 shares of this and I have 600 shares of this. And it gives me that total. And then I just take whatever limited crypto I have, you know, and I add that on and then my options that I have and I add that on. And those two numbers are typically small are, are significantly smaller than what the yeah. personal capital numbers are, but it provides me with, with some guidance and it helps, helps give me uh overall market understanding for how I'm doing in relation to, is, is everything that I'm doing sustainable for a long term? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I'm, I'm reading another book, The Intelligent Investor by Ben Graham, and that one is... Have you ever read that one? No. But it's the one that Warren Buffett recommended, like number one, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I bought into it hook, line, and sinker, and I'm eight chapters in this thing, and the first eight chapters are talking about bonds.
0: <laughs> and and so how do you do is it you it, read it to go to sleep? Is oh, my talking? God.
1: It is like reading <laughs> a history book that I've read five times, you know, that that type of boring. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, and so it's talking about year to year growth expectations for what what a real smart, intelligent investor would expect. <laughs> so what what would you think a typical smart investor would expect for returns on six percent? it's right in that range five to seven percent and and a good bond investor would get that type of return and that would be better than what the stocks would do for them and they go back you know obviously it's a little bit dated the first edition i think was written back in 70 something uh but it does pile on and it does provide me with some perspective on what type of knowledge can old-time trader traders provide me yeah uh, and and the what I'm gaining so far is that having perspective on what realistic growth is or can't should be or was in the past, this is experience that I won't have. I won't have experience right. with five or six percent. Although we did with American funds that we had with our yeah, initial that's four. Why, that's four why we game. changed. That's we, why we changed it in 2015 because we we saw it was at the end of 2015. Uh, you know, getting. After a year of having all of our 401k dollars sitting in an American funds, it got us 1%, even though the markets for those years were yeah. up yeah. 5 to 6%, which yeah. goes back to the overall fees and why, if anybody is listening to our to our podcast or whatever this thing called. There's two or three of them. Yeah. You should not be having your 401k managed by those people that are taking fees. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You, if you're listening to this, you are taking at least enough initiative on your own to
0: invest on your own. That's not financial advice, by the way. Uh, it, it it isn't, but <laughs> is. If I you decide know. to do that, that's your own choice. That's well, what yeah. we decided to do. Well, because everything else is foolish. So well, and it's. I mean, in this day and age, with things going up, but there there could be a time when you come back, and it's good to know you know the ideas of that book because. And it may not be bonds that's gonna be the safety net. It may not be the, you know, the treasuries and whatnot that are gonna be the ability to hold that five to seven percent. It may be something completely different. But the idea and the concept of finding those things to have as a safe haven might be there again. I mean, once, you know, we hit a civil war again in the society <laughs> and everything kinda starts to crumble a little bit, you know, we might kinda revert back to some more like safety net type of stuff.
1: So I, I don't know. I Honestly, that's where I'm struggling to get through it. I'm hopeful that I will get through it eventually. I'm finding that um, it doesn't align with my current mindset, but just because it doesn't align with that right now doesn't mean that I shouldn't read it. I've got to challenge myself to understand or at least develop a mindset for where am I at and why am I there? Why yeah. do I invest the way that I invest? Why do you invest the way you invest? Yeah. Is, is it possible that i'm wrong yep 100 i don't know how to handle huge growth in a short time frame I, I don't know how to handle that i don't know the only the only actions that i've done in the past for huge growth in short time frame is to sell half of my holdings and ride the rest of it out until infinity that, i and
0: that's yeah. a way to do it
1: and that's the only thing that i've answered for myself but as far as answering for like is that the right move i i don't know i hate looking at My biggest mistakes that I've made over the last year have been exiting out of positions. Yeah. Any of them. If you bought, if I bought and sold any of my stuff over the last year, it's been a mistake. Because you can look back on it now, it's worth, I'm just, the one that sticks out in my mind is Hibble. Uh, Yeah. You know, it's four times where I sold out, and that's less than six months ago
0: yeah i mean but who were who was going to look at the the growth that we had though nobody could see that either so and i mean you what you realize there though is to stick to your original investment theory and you know you tried something out and you in in your eyes you made a mistake and that's what you don't want to do in the future and that's great because you learned something you know if you never did that you never would have learned it. Maybe somewhere down the road, maybe it would have been a bigger mistake. So you look at that and it's like, yeah, great, it's, it, it went that way for you. And now, I mean, you're sitting fine. It's not like you no, you really did anything bad. And overall, when you look at every, all the rest of your holdings. so Well, and, and that's the whole scope of things. When you look at,
1: um, if somebody were looking to play the current market on, on what we have going on, going back time back into the GMEs or the AMCs and all those other types of, of holdings, I don't know for me personally that I feel comfortable riding these. Um, I, I don't even know what you call them. I, well, like, they're pump and dumps. It's pump a pump and, and dump.
0: dump. Like, uh,
1: uh, Well, because so I wouldn't so know when to get in. I wouldn't know when to get out. I wouldn't know, like, who's the one that's leading the charge on these things and who's the one that's pulling the trigger on getting
0: out? That's, I mean, that's when you look at if you're in something like this. Let's look at let's look at Doge because Doge is a classic. Uh, basically, pump and dump for years. Well, let me in. This one's on the US dollar, let me go back to the BTC just because whenever I talk about it on the Discord or anything else, actually, I don't want it from, keep changing it, sorry guys, just because I need a little bit more, longer time frame. Here's, so if we look at, like, this is the, in the Discord, this is well before this last pump, so when you look at these things, it's, when I say pump and dump, it goes up and then it drops down fairly fast and it goes back down to almost where you bought it, okay, in a buy and hold scenario in this situation, in this type of indice makes zero sense to buy and hold it. Especially if you're, if you bought here and you held it here, it just went back down to where you're at, you know, right into this green zone. When I told everybody, if it's around that 20 sat range, that's when you start to stack it up. That's when you start to build it up because it'll run again, it'll run again, you know, and even right here, you know, I started stacking it in this range. And then when it came down into the green, I bought a boatload. Did I see the Wall Street bets, you know, jumping into Doge to make it run a gajillion uh, percent? No, because this was the largest daily candle that it had ever had. My theory, which was buy at 20 sats, sell at 100 sats, you know, buy and sell at 100 sats, basically going into it. Just know it's going to pump and know you're just using it purely as a cash. You're just cashing it in. There's nothing with Doge that's a long term financial investment. No, it's the same thing with, you know, on the, on the other side here, SGSI, this isn't a long-term financial investment for me. I don't don't even know what they do. I don't know what their financials are. I don't know how, how good of a company they're going to be, but you know, I bought and I sold half. I'll let the rest run for a little while. If we start to see it come back down here, I might sell the rest of it because I, I'm not tied to it. There's no reason for that. Now, if you look at like Apple, let's take a company that everybody loves and knows and uh, I'm going to take a bunch of this stuff off, though, just so we can look at it purely as Apple.
1: Well, and, and I'm going to be honest. I don't... with When we start talking about crypto, I have some exposure with crypto, but in in a lot of respects, it's like talking about Pokemon cards or uh, some of those types of things to me. It's It's a foreign
0: concept. And so, like... I, I wouldn't know. Well, if it, you just look at the shiny. The thing reason is, I brought it up on the doge side is mm-hmm. because when you look at the GME side, they're not buying it to hold it forever. I mean, nobody's you can't continually buy something to just keep buying it and not ever sell it in that scenario, especially if you're not because they're not buying it because GME is this great company that, oh, there's all these fundamentals that are going along with it. It's going to be amazing. No, it's purely a get everybody to buy as much as you can and let's Let's screw over the um, the ding dongs the uh, hedge funds right mm-hmm. So if you are if you're being smart in that scenario, you're not going to buy and hold that because mm-hmm. you drop down 70%, right? So you know what's the point? Where's that that's where you know when you start listening to those people, uh, it's like where's the exit point? They, oh they want to buy to a thousand they want to buy to a thousand Well they got close to you know 500 that's mm-hmm. halfway to a thousand. Are you still holding? You still think it's going to go there? I'm not the kind of guy that's going to bet on that, on just other people trying to pump it up for just, uh, there's no reason to it, right? Apple is a company that you want to buy and hold, in my opinion, because Mm -hmm. long-term, I mean, it's got more money than the U.S. It's got, it's the products are used by virtually everybody. You know, they've got a hold on the cell phone industry. They're starting to get into content now and, You know, Apple TV and you know, Contents King, they're gonna do in uh, driving uh self driving cars. Uh I mean, great. This company is gonna keep going and it has. You know, you just watch it and just keeps going up. Just you know, so buy the dips, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. So there's if you're investing in those things like a naked, right? So Naked's another one too. Like, I mean, what's the financials of Naked, and where are they going to go with their company, and how are they going to work it?
1: Well, they're just uh, they're going to be dumping all their retail locations, is what they recently announced, which coincided with the overall increase in the price. Uh,
0: so, um, but is it worth that? How? What was the percentage increase? A 500% increase in like two days? Yeah, when
1: they announced that they went from 40 to 80, and then after they went to 80, then it jumped up to like 340. Uh, so, so it was from the day that they announced it, they closed all the retail locations. It jumped from like. In the 40 cents up to 80 cents in that day and then after that day it was like w- why are we continuing this run this
0: this is a continuation beyond well you look at just from the middle of november to the peak that's a four thousand percent increase in a yeah. month in two two and a half months like nothing is why would you continually hold that like well i'm continuing holding no, because no, but I'm you the, sold some though you i sold did some. yeah so, so I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm saying and like, the people that are holding for this like these are these are not stocks that you I'm going to buy all of it and I'm just going to hold it, even if it goes to zero. Mm -hmm. Why? I don't understand that. You took profits and you're a buy and hold guy.
1: Yeah. And I I didn't, like I said, I don't feel comfortable with the profits that I took uh, in a large amount uh, based off of the short term holding tax that it has on it. It creates a taxable event that I don't like. Uh, And that goes back to my own personal thing is that anytime you make a sale, you got a taxable event that that is then created. And so if you're going to be creating a taxable event, you might as well create it at the least amount of taxable event that you can, that you can have.
0: Well, I, so I, I mean, obviously I disagree on that end for certain parts of it. I, in my holdings, I obviously I have, I have my long terms in, in what I want to hold for at least a year. So that will be short term. But in between there, I'm, I mean, because I'm a single income family mm-hmm. and that's me and that's my trading. So I can't not sell anything and then just continue to live life so because I have everything best invested so ultimately what I'm looking at doing is everything that I sell is turns into income right um essentially uh, and then at the point in time where I need more then I can sell more of that down the road if it's long term if I need money to buy a new house or whatever is going to go on there but I mean there's definitely scenarios for people to sell it if they don't you know if, if it's not something that they need for long term no, yeah. Well, and I'm not a sophisticated trader
1: like you are, where I can understand exactly that it's going to be a better to sell right now versus holding it longer term. I, I, I'm not that smart. I just resign myself to the fact that if it is something that's more short term, I'm just going to have to sell it. Uh, sell part of it now and then wait for the long-term events to play out. That way it reduces the potential tax holdings for myself.
0: Well, I think part two, when you look at a scenario for anybody, even if you're a long-term holder, is if you're investing into something. So when I take my portfolio, right now I'm in a bull market. I want to be as close to 100% invested as I can be. And then outside of that, I use margin or leverage. So Mm -hmm. margin being your uh, money that they're going to lend you through whatever account. Uh, And then I use that. I don't want to hold on to that. I think, you know, your traditional exchanges are like six or 7%. Yeah. Depending depending on how much you, how much you have out. Right. Yeah. So, you know, for me it's like, okay, I can buy something and maybe it'll go up, you know, 20 or 30%. But then if I keep holding, I'm still paying 6% on that 6% every year. It's not a long-term hold for me and it's their money. It's not my money. So, for me i can see in a scenario if you're looking to trade or, or to create more income for your family you know mm-hmm. if you have enough income then you don't need to do that but if you need income for your family it's a great way you know you can use that margin because you have your long terms over here and use that margin for those short-term trades is what i do this is my personal mm-hmm. how i do it and i do my short-term trades and that's my income. So, because I'm gonna pay an inc- I'm gonna pay the, the regular income on it anyway. So,
1: yeah, and, and I'm certain you've done the math. I, I just like I said, I'm not that sophisticated enough because if I look at twenty percent gains, if you're borrowing on a margin and then you look at the twenty percent gains, if you got to take out let's say ten or half of that, forty five percent of that for um for your taxes, and then you got six uh, percent on your what you owe for your margin percentage on that. So you're working with you know, 3 or 4% overall on a 20% gain sale, right?
0: Uh, well, uh, if it's long-term, yeah. If you're doing it for a whole year, you're paying
1: 6%. Okay, so what is it then on a monthly? What's your monthly fee on it? I don't, uh, I don't know because I don't play with margin. I, I don't, so.
0: so I barely have any margin on my traditional account. Mm-hmm. So on crypto, I'm paying 0.02% every four hours. So- it's going to add up after a while. So
1: yeah, I I don't know. I, I did that. That's where I would look at. Like uh, if I was looking in the overall markets, that's why I, for me personally, I just look at holding. I I don't invest with margin and I don't invest with, with stuff outside the, or I try not to, I try to limit the taxable events within a year. If it's outside a year, then I'm looking to reduce my
0: overall um, tax, tax implications. And you should, if you don't have to, if you don't need it, you should. There's well, no reason to there's no reason to continually uh, you know, create a larger taxable event. That's to, one of the reasons why I want to get uh eight legs black on here. <laughs> uh Blackburn. Yeah. Uh see so he's gonna talk to me about a lot of the um tax tax havens essentially that you have uh for starting a business and you can push out taxes for like ten years. There's a whole bunch of stuff to it. I don't know. So I'm not even gonna talk about it yet, but Hopefully I'm going to get him on here and he's going to be able to, if I can keep him focused. (laughs) That guy's got a lot of information in his head. It's great. Um, But I really want to know more about that. And he's going to help me with that because, you know, I don't want to – I hate paying taxes just as much as the next guy, you know. But there's certain areas where, you know, where I'm at in my personal life that, you know, I need to sell so I can, you know, live. Well,
1: yeah. And and I just got the – instead of investing to – to pull it out, I've just got stuff sitting on the sideline to live off until I get to that that time frame of, you know, having it be invested for a year for for the other stuff. So it's just sitting and having that having a pool of money to to utilize for, you know, your typical everyday expenditures, and then and then having, um, yeah, allowing the flexibility in the future for for the sales of long term gains on on that type of stuff. Well, it's hopefully sure. long term gains because you never, I mean. Goal is to always have the gains, but you just never know exactly how how it's going to play out. These things could go up, they could go down. It could, who knows? You I know, Wall know. Street bets could do something crazy. You so just never know.
0: Have you used Reddit before? No, I, I looked I, at it briefly. I don't. I, I've never used Reddit. I've I've known about Reddit forever. But I've just never used it. I get in here and I just get like, what? Where? What am I reading here? Where's Where's the information on this? And it just seems like a complete, like, an utter mess. So anyways, I don't know the one thing I want to talk about is this. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to switch a little bit. I don't know if you read this. Um uh, it was posted in a Discord. And so MicroStrategy this is my bullish case that which I've already been bull for Bitcoin, but the MicroStrategy is basically holding an event with a whole bunch of your um Top crypto exchanges and uh, your businesses are your corporations are attending this, mm-hmm. and he's teaching them how to buy Bitcoin with their cash, how to use their cash because literally MicroStrategy used all their cash and bought all Bitcoin with their cash, and then they took loans out to buy more, and so people are like, "Well, how do I do it? Why do I do it? Where's that?" So this there's a he's holding this huge symposium uh, February third, and I think that goes through the fourth as well, but basically talking about. How these corporations can use their cash to buy Bitcoin, so. so
1: they're kind of committed to making sure that Bitcoin keeps going up as much as they possibly can by well, bringing have, more people. Why into wouldn't the party. They be? Well, yeah, they already have all got, their
0: cash into Bitcoin.
1: Plus, they borrowed. It's like uh, they
0: just bought ten million more today. It's and, like
1: the hedge fund managers looking to have it uh, go a certain direction. So they've they've got an invested stake in making sure
0: that it's going to go go one way. Yeah, MicroStrategy just bought. I think it was ten million more. It was today or yesterday, Um, and I think they're averaged in at sixteen thousand per Bitcoin, and they have one point one billion. I think is what they have. But this is a pretty big deal Um, when you talk about you know getting those corporations. And that was you know when you look at Bitcoin. Let me pull up the chart because that was that little bump we had uh, a little while back. We call it the Elon candle, right? This this weird rip up. Elon tweets, you know, he puts out there, you know, Bitcoin was the only thing in his Twitter profile, mm-hmm. like the little Bitcoin yeah. symbol. And, uh, you know, it just ripped up after that um, all the way up to, you know, 38,000, um, thirty eight six ish, and then came back down. But he's already shown interest before this of um, he had a tweet, you know, back and forth with um, Michael Saylor of MicroStrategy of, you know, can you do this? Like, you can do this as a question mark yeah and he's like yes give me you know dm me i'll let you know how that kind of stuff and it's like okay again that's something that's a it would be a hype situation if if tesla comes out and says oh yeah you know we put five percent ten percent one percent whatever amount doesn't matter of our cash into bitcoin holdings Mm -hmm. and then you just start to see other companies fall in i mean square was one of the big big names way back in the day last year 50 million i think they put in of their cash into into bitcoin itself but that is part of my bullish case for these large companies need bitcoin to be at a higher price to put the amount of money that they're going to be putting in you know if you start even if you just talk about 1% you know that's billions you know, trillions of dollars if these companies start to come in and at $35,000 per bitcoin that raises the price a lot if they're starting to, if they all start to come in at one point in time so really having bitcoin over six figures doesn't it, it makes much more sense at that point in time that it can be there, um, especially if there's a hedge for these companies to start investing into Bitcoin. So you've got a really good case built up for, uh, a bull case for BTC. Is there ever a bear case that you build up for yourself with talking about these types of things. I think my biggest bear case is, um, I mean, we can talk about that same thing if the sec comes down and they say, Oh, you, you can't, um, you can't invest into cryptocurrencies as a company. You cannot use your cash holdings because we're labeling cryptocurrency as a, an X or whatever. And they make it illegal for those companies Is one. Um, and nobody said anything yet, but that's definitely something. Um, or in the same side, if they say, personally, you can't own it. Like, I mean, there's the old, uh, the government back in the day says, you can't own gold, right? You mm-hmm. have to turn in all your gold. Well, what if they do the same thing with Bitcoin? Well, That's pretty bearish in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to see, so some sort of news along those lines. Um, miners are pretty profitable right now. So um, I, I think I posted on the Discord, uh, there was a whole uh, tweet storm. It was really good. It kind of talked about how, you can watch the miners, um, their, their profitability and the amount that they're holding in Bitcoin and the, the relative, relative um, price action that's going on in there. And if for some reason uh, we see a very large um, you know, drop, for some reason it, it puts them into a disadvantage of being profitable. You're gonna see a lot of uh, you know, miners coming off the table there I just, we've had that in the past and it just corrects itself, but maybe something along those lines. Um, there's always little things that are out there, but that's why for me, because I'm invested in it more than most people is, uh, just keeping my eye on it. Like what is out there? What's potential news that's coming down the pipe to, uh, really dip it down. So,
1: well, yeah, because, I mean, there's news that could dip down just about anything that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sure. obviously. So being being in position to, to make the necessary changes that are out there, uh, those yellow lines look nice. I mean, obviously, if it just keeps on the just second. Keeps on going, right? just keeps on going, right? It just keeps <laughs> on going. I mean, there was that event in October for some reason that just throttled it right on up to 41.
0: Well, I mean, it was basically you looked at your – your high level of volume in October was tied in through, I mean, you only had uh, 2017 when it hit its all time high was only a little bit above it. And the same thing here. So there wasn't a lot of resistance in terms of original cell pressure that was there. So once you, once you bypass that, then we had a nice rip up to the all time high. And then it was just a matter of a couple of weeks before it ripped up from there. So mm-hmm. that's when you, you see a lot of any any see really. It starts to go past its all time high. They get a lot of volume that goes through it because there's no sell resistance from beforehand of people purchasing or buying or whatever that goes on. So you have a lot of the blue sky growth in a sense. Yeah. But uh, the reason I pulled it up long term is to look at um, some of the just most recent big uh, dips that came through. Obviously in March, mm-hmm. you know when everything ripped down. Um, you know, and a lot of people ask me, well, why if Bitcoin is a safe haven. Why did it rip down? And everything ripped down, including gold, silver, everything else. And it really came down to what I understand as people being over leveraged. And as you start to dip down, you have to pull from somewhere else to cover your leveraged trades. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you're going to take from places that are first and foremost, that are your higher risk that you want to close down in Bitcoin being one of those, Mm -hmm. you know, you take those out and you push them through. And then there's a cascading effect that comes in on top of that as well. And we saw that on BitMEX. I never traded there, but being able to watch it, um, I think it almost went to zero. Like it actually like went to a dollar I think, or something crazy, um, because they just had this like cascading, just, it was almost devastating to the point where, I mean, that's the whole exchange. They're going, they're under investigation now, but, um, but there's those events that happen Mm -hmm. and that happens with anything across any board. And I put, I put Bitcoin in, in with the, you know, when people are investing it and putting hundreds of millions of dollars into it, it's up there with the big boys. So you're going to have to have some bigger news to be able to take it down just like anything else.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I, I mean, like I said, I, I just don't understand the, the crypto world. I never really have. You tried to explain it to me, I think a thousand times and I'm exposed to it, but I, I honestly, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you based off of anything that pops up here why why it's the earnings or this it, it, that's the whole deal to me. It doesn't have earnings. It doesn't have any of the other stuff, and it's just like talking about currency. I'm not currently trading in any type of fiat currency, any, right? Either or money markets or any of those types of things because I I don't I don't understand that. But why did
0: you buy naked? I mean. Do you, you know what their me. earnings were? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Same uh, thing with Bitcoin. Okay, I got yeah. you. <laughs>
1: you. You told me to. So I bought it, and then I sold it the next day after it, it I didn't tell in. you to do anything because uh, I don't right. give financial advice. That's I, true. I
0: might have suggested that I was going to get into it. You said it. your chart looks pretty pretty it look, sexy. It looks so pretty.
1: Yeah. It was like, oh, this is – I think you actually got a better point than when uh, you you bought in at like six oh. $0.06, cents and then I was like – Oh, look at that. It went up to 12 cents. I, uh, I'll buy 14. I'll buy. So I scary bought at the 14 cents. And then uh, I think the next day it jumped up to like 28 cents. And so I sold at, at that point, sold half of my holdings in that. And I was like, well, it was a very minimal investment all around.
0: Yeah. So. I bought here and I sold here. Yeah. So I, I didn't, I didn't ride this whole thing up. And those are, you know, I always look at those like, oh, if I wouldn't have sold at that point in time, I would have had another, you know, 400% on that. I didn't have a ton, a couple grand into it, but you know that would turn into a lot but again and you you've stated this before, when do you sell it's hard to tell
1: like you you just never know cuz this could take another little run too uh with people saying oh as they increase the shares on Robinhood or whatever for any of these like naked was down i think earlier today into the what 70s um and it's, so so yeah, 75 so you know and already it's back up to 104 so what's the real amount that it's worth well we don't know is it going to get another one of these fun little pumps that that people find interesting or fun to do over time frame. I don't know. I already got my uh good till close orders in there you that go. I, I don't really the the day to day pricing of it doesn't really get me one way or the other. But that dude making what 40 I think it was up to 50 some odd million. At oh on GME.
0: That, yeah. The GME guy. Yeah. I mean uh he made a boatload.
1: Yeah. And. I'm not going to be that dude uh, and I'm not that smart. So I've resigned myself to the fact that it's going to take a lot longer for me to build up that type of growth and, and, uh, overall amount under management for me to, to get to that level. It's going to take a lot of practice training of patience, more yeah. or less of being able to just stick to what I know, be able to weather the storm of the, of the downs and, uh, not lose my head whenever it goes really high on the ups, uh, and feel like I, and and fear sell uh just for trying to capture short-term
0: profits look there's a lot of money to be made uh just you know this is this is a, i think we have an option in S D S I. si yep this I is a nice so. one um but i mean i don't know i i'm just excited for the time i'm i'm a i'm a trend guy so i'm gonna just follow the trend as far as i can go and uh Trend I'll, is your I'll, friend. I'll sell at some point in time, and then I'll you know buy something else and sell and buy something else. I don't know. Maybe I'll buy a uh, an apartment building.
1: <laughs> I I laugh because I I don't for me personally I you know the the real estate stuff doesn't appeal to me nearly as much as this just because I know what the value is and I don't have to collect rent and I don't have to do tenant improvements and I don't oh. have to worry about the financing. And I don't have to worry about any of the other stuff. This is all stuff that I could check. It's at least in the regular security markets, uh, it closes at one for me, um, and if I'm up at six thirty, uh, it starts at six thirty, uh, and it's mostly a four or five day a week type of type of thing.
0: Uh, well, and you're just—I mean, really, you're because you're not selling, so nope. unless you're bringing in other cash from somewhere, you're just watching your stuff grow. So. Yeah, for the most part, that, like you know, having having the fact that I sold last week
1: a little bit uh, in the naked, that gave me a little bit of extra stuff that's sitting on the sideline right now, a little bit of extra cash that's sitting on the sideline. Well, now I've got to find a spot to put that because <laughs> I, you know, that's the, that's the biggest problems that, that I look at is anytime I, I do a sale, I've created a, uh, it's now forcing me to be able to find an allocation for yeah. that sale for those funds. Yep. And even in that regard, that that doesn't necessarily provide me the best uh, mindset because I'm then trying to decide is, am I over-infatuated with a certain product or a certain stock or a certain whatever? And uh, I think at least for the month of January, I was very infatuated with a certain holding, and I'm not good with, with stocks. And so I fell in love with a certain stock, and it's good, bad? I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. But <laughs> What was it? it BXRX. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And so I, I fell in love with it. I don't know why. I just did and uh and so i don't you told me a lot
0: about it Uh, i mean
1: it makes a lot of sense blah 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 but it's one of those things where it probably looks like trash on the overall charts it probably looks like garbage on everything else that's that's sitting out there but for some reason i i just think that in my time frame of holding which is uh a year plus that's where i typically look to have my holdings um, if I get overcommitted in those things, then I know it's dangerous for me uh, to to be looking at that, unless it's uh, an index tied fund, something yeah. that has more than one individual holding right. that's a part of it. So uh, creating those sell points from last week and then looking at the future of, okay, well now what do I do with these funds? Everything that I currently hold that are index fund or leveraged into index funds are near or at their all-time highs, except for a few of them. And... So that creates a, an additional uncomfortableness on my part of having to allocate <laughs> those funds is somewhere else as opposed to um, typically what I like to do is if I if there's something that I like to buy, then I create the sell at the time. So I, I find the something that I want to buy and then create the sell after I found that thing that I bought as opposed to now where I have that sale of something, now yeah, I have to have find that them. something to buy. So that that creates the uncomfortable. It's another
0: uh, patience uh, game. Right? Yeah, exactly. Wait. I've got to wait
1: for another pullback, I guess. And so I... I don't know. I, I should have bought uh, last Friday. Uh, should have bought some stuff because there, there was a pullback on DPST. There was a pullback on... T-Quiz. T-Quiz. Fangoop pulled back quite a bit. But the biggest one that pulled back was Soxel. Uh, that one's not on your little... It is. It's right here. Okay. So that one pulled back uh, to in the fours. And with the shortage in, in chips and everything like that, it's...
0: Oh, yeah. That was a 25 percent.
1: It was close. It, typically on those, if I'm already committed to something, I'm not looking to get back in until it dips
0: more than 50%. Well, because well, they're, three, they're tw- yeah. three times or so. I mean, the 25% those are going to happen way more often. So. Exactly. Well, uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to unpack and a lot of stuff to look at, but, uh, I mean, everything's long. <laughs> long everything's time. long for me. <laughs> it's a long time. I mean, I'm long until tell, they tell me not to be long. Uh, yeah. So I'll, we'll, we'll see. My guess is... March, April, we'll start to see a, a decent pullback just for... How much are we going to go up by
1: then? I don't know. It's, I don't know. Y- you could see a pump here in, of printing money for that runs from now through April. Ride the, May. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. And I don't know. I, I guess more or less, I, I just... It's interesting watching everything play out the way it is right now. And, and we said that at the start of the year, it's going to be interesting watching this whole thing play out. And sure enough, that's what it's doing. It, there's yep. We're getting these uh, fun little runs of GMEs and your AMCs and your nakeds and your whatever else that are out there that
0: are getting these pumps. Let's but see. What, what's what's uh, pumping today? I haven't even looked at FinViz today. I was busy doing crypto stuff this morning. So let's look at our volume. Sundial. Well, they've already pumped. Let's see AMCs yep. up there, nakeds up there ocugen we pulled that one up i'm in that one uh nokia oh that's an interesting chart i want to look at that one real quick nokia
1: well you were in that or somebody was in that uh in the past i
0: want to say last year we traded it. i know i traded it before damn look at that oh thing. that was uh
1: it somebody's was, pick for 2020 was nokia wasn't it yeah i think it was brian Brian oh yeah pick. yeah it was brian's
0: so i mean look at that thing that's see if he would have bought last that's year 132 that's nothing this day and age. Uh,
1: and that's the whole deal of, like, going back to the, the intelligent investor viewpoint. For a year, they are talking about 5 mm-hmm. to 7% growth. And now we look at what's a realistic growth percentage in a yearly basis. And if we aren't getting 40%, 50%, oh, we had a really down year. Well, now you're looking at stuff. If you're not getting 40 or 50% in a day, you're almost disappointed.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about that much. But definitely, definitely when you're looking at these things and the way stuff goes up. I think most of the volume today is is sell volume you can see on the side here but um with all the GMEs and the nakeds and all that kind of stuff. It's but all
1: you can do, right?
0: Well, huh? <laughs> now it's a buying opportunity apparently. Bye <laughs> bye 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 bye.
1: So what's that 51 oh, is at 51% there?
0: Yeah, GMEs 51, AMC is 41 uh and Naked is 27. So
1: It's an improvement from earlier today on on Naked. Yeah, well. I bought it for Fredericks of Hollywood, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of their holdings underneath that they actually have quite a extensive line of fine undergarments for for <laughs> men and women i guess i i,
0: love I don't that you're know. talking about it like you actually know what it is i've, I've looked job. at
1: i've looked at a few pictures to know
0: exactly what they have so <laughs> with that i think we end this podcast today um and you can imagine all those fine undergarments that naked is uh <laughs> giving to people so
1: no th- longer at retail stores, though. you got to order them online. That's so the only way. Luck.
0: Direct to consumer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care.